Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to talk about something that I have a lot of experience dealing with as a sleep consultant, but luckily for me, not something I had to experience as a brand new mom. And that's when your newborn has their days and their nights confused. I get questions about this often. Sometimes it's new parents who have joined us on Instagram as followers and are just wanting to get an idea of what it's going to be like in those first few months and have heard the big scary rumor about your newborn being up all night and then sleeping all day. Or sometimes it's parents who are already in the thick of that and they're in the first few days or weeks of their child's life and their child seems to just want to sleep all day and then party all night, which is obviously not as parents how we want our days to go and we would much prefer to be getting our sleep at night. So I want to talk about a few strategies today for dealing with that day-night confusion that your newborn might be experiencing. And there's a few things we're going to talk about. The first thing is encouraging full feedings during the day. This is a big thing. If we're not encouraging full feedings during the day, it is more likely that your baby will be hungry at night. And if we are only feeding baby to sleep all day long, then baby may not be getting the big, full, efficient feeds that they need during the day. So it's a great time in those early days and weeks already to try to start focusing on a routine of wake, feed, play, sleep. So this means that your baby's going to feed, whether bottle or breast, after they wake up for the day, after they wake up from their naps, and during the night, of course, your little one will have feeds during the bedtime routine to fill up that little belly for the night, but you won't do feeds immediately before nap time in the day. That's the key to wake, feed, play, sleep, is that when your baby wakes up for the day, they have a feed. When they wake up from their naps, they have a feed, but you don't feed them to sleep at nap time. There's two big reasons for this. One is that we do want to encourage that big full feed. So it's much more likely that your baby is going to be interested in taking a proper efficient feed when they've just woken up and they're a little more refreshed and not quite as sleepy. I know that's tough with a newborn because they always seem sleepy, but the time they're going to be the least sleepy is when they've just just woken up and are hopefully a little more refreshed. So we do the feed when they wake up. Then we do just a little bit of awake time and then we put them back down again for their sleep, but not with a feed. So we're not, again, we're not always feeding them to sleep and causing them to fall asleep before they've had that good feed. Most newborns can handle only about 45 to 60 minutes of awake time between their naps. It's important not to keep your child awake longer than an hour at a time during the day if you can. That's a toughie, I know, because some parents will say to me, does that include feeding time? Because my newborn takes a really long time to feed. Ideally, theoretically, yes, it does include feeding time, that 45 to 60 minutes, but if it's not possible and your child just needs to feed longer than that because they're just a newborn who takes a while to feed, it's okay. Nutrition trumps everything, so we're not going to worry about going over the recommended wake window if it's because your baby's still feeding from the beginning of their wake window. Try not to stress too much about that, but in an ideal world, or if you can, try to keep that wake window as close as possible to just 45 to 60 minutes of awake time so that your baby's not getting overtired 
before their nap. Overtiredness can really make falling asleep independently more difficult or falling asleep at all, even in your arms, more difficult. Most newborns are going to have four to five naps in a day. Ideally, these naps would be like one to three hours in length, but sometimes they're only going to be 20 or 30 minutes and they're going to need more naps in the day. Newborn sleep is not entirely predictable. But the point of this particular point I'm making around avoiding day-night confusion, the first thing we can do is to try to fill up your baby's belly during the day so they're not up all night long because they're trying to get in all their feeds at night because they didn't feed enough in the day. So that's the idea around wake, feed, play, sleep, feeding your baby when they're awake, not always feeding them to sleep during the day, and encouraging as best you can those big full feeds in the daytime. The next part of this avoiding day-night confusion is a big one, and it's considering daytime and nighttime, each to be about 12 hours. This is probably my most key tip when it comes to trying to avoid or get past that day-night confusion for newborns. So what I mean by 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night is this. Say bedtime for your newborn is going to fall around 8 p.m. We're going to do our little routine, get baby down. It's 8 p.m. The lights are out. It's quiet. We're in our nighttime sleep space. And we are going to now consider approximately the next 12 hours to be nighttime. What does that mean? That means it's dark. It's quiet all throughout the next 12 hours. We are not getting up to watch TV and turn all the lights on and go to a different room when we're getting up to do an overnight feed or change a diaper. We're doing things as quietly as possible with as minimal interaction as possible. 1 a.m. is not the time for a chat or some songs or some playtime. 1 a.m. is time for minimal light, minimal noise, minimal interaction, get the diaper changed or the feed done, whatever needs to happen, and then get baby back down in their bassinet or their crib so that we can move on with the rest of the night. If we are treating night wakes like they are party time, then it does confuse baby and they do potentially think that it's daytime and it's time to be up for a full wake window, like an hour or more. So we want to avoid that. We want to treat the whole 12 hours like it's nighttime. Dark, quiet, same room, minimal interaction. If you're doing an overnight feed, which almost every newborn parent is going to be doing some overnight feeds when your baby wakes up. I would just, you know, give them a couple of minutes if they're not upset and they're just sort of making some noises in their crib or their bassinet. See if maybe they just need to get comfy again on their own and go back to sleep. If not, if any kind of fussing turns to any kind of crying, you're going to go pick your little one up. And before you offer a feed, I recommend that you change their diaper first. This is so that as time goes on, you can avoid sort of the instant I wake up, you feed me association. That's how we end up at, you know, six, eight, 10 months still feeding many multiple times overnight because we have this association of, I wake up a little bit, there's a breast or bottle in my mouth. So we try to avoid that by doing what we call delayed gratification right from the beginning, which is just changing the diaper first. So the immediate response isn't the breast or the bottle. The immediate response is a quick change of the diaper. And then you feed your baby, keeping the light as dim as you can while keeping your baby awake, but then putting them back in the crib awake and continuing on with the night. So it's still dark. It's still quiet. You didn't go, you know, watch an hour long show while you did that feed because the bright lights and changing rooms and all of that kind of thing is going to likely confuse baby and could lead to that day night confusion. So 12 hours of night where it's dark and quiet. 
approximately 12 hours after you've put your child to bed when they have a wake up. Now we're going to call it daytime. So if we'd done an eight o'clock ish bedtime the night before, and now it's eight o'clock ish in the morning and your baby's stirring and they're awake, now it's morning time. Now we are going to make a big deal of it. We're going to get baby up out of their crib. We're going to sing a song, cover them in kisses, have a dance party, help them understand that this is now daytime. We're going to take them out of their room into a room that has lights in it, whether that's natural light or if it's still, you know, too early in the morning and it's the middle of the winter and it's still dark outside where you live. Well, at least we're going to turn some lights on and let your child know that it's daytime. We're going to do the first feed, ideally somewhere other than their nursery or your bed, somewhere with the lights on where they're not going to fall back asleep on the feed and their body clock is going to understand that this is our first daytime feed and it's now daytime. Then we're going to start that idea that I talked about earlier of wake, eat, play, sleep all throughout the day. And this is the key. So now we're going to have about 12 hours of daytime. We're up, we've had a feed, we're going to have our wake window for a little while, hopefully not more than about 45 minutes to an hour because now baby's tired again and we're going to put them down for their nap in a nice, dark, quiet space. That's another question I get very often is, do you have to let your newborn sleep in the bright lights during the day so that they can avoid day-night confusion? That is not how we avoid day-night confusion. We avoid day-night confusion by making sure that baby doesn't just sleep all day long. We don't avoid day-night confusion by putting baby in a bright room for naps. All we do by putting baby in a bright room for naps is potentially disrupt their ability to have a good nap because most human beings sleep better in the dark than they do in the bright lights. So I do love a dark, quiet space for a nap. It's just that we're not going to let the nap go on for like four or five hours in the middle of the day. We're going to cap the nap at about two and a half to three hours maximum for a newborn. So if we put our newborn down, they're having a nap. This is great. They happen to want to have a really long nap and they've been napping for two and a half, maximum three hours. We're going to go gently wake your baby up. We're going to wake them up, take them to a different space, lights on, Give them a feed, keeping them awake on the feed as best you possibly can. Have your hour of awake time, and then you're going to do another nap. And you're going to do this cycle all throughout the day. This is how we avoid day-night confusion, is during the day, we have that 12-ish hours of day where you have an hour of awake time and then a nap, and then another hour of awake time and a nap, and you're doing wake, eat, play, sleep all throughout the day. This is the best way to avoid day-night confusion for your little one. And the last thing I want to talk about in this regard to the subject is, is routines and how important they can be to helping your child understand what's coming up next in terms of the type of sleep even that's coming up. So a nap time routine is great. I love a nap time routine, quick and simple to help your little one just have a little wind down, but also just cue to them that sleep time is arriving. So a quick diaper change if they need it, swaddle or sleep bag, whichever you might be using, one little short story, even if your baby is only a week old, you can sit down with a quick little board book or a soft cover book and read them a story to start to develop that great sleep cue for nap time. Then into the crib, awake with kisses and hugs, say a little key sleep phrase right from the beginning. Pick something that you're always going to say to your little one every time you put them to bed. In my house, we say, night, Myla, love you, off to sleep with you. And now she's 10 years old and she still repeats it back to us every single night. 
night mommy, love you, off to sleep with you, night daddy, love you, off to sleep with you, she says every night because it's always just been a cue to her that it's night night time and it's time for her to go to sleep. So pick something that you're going to say with your little one, then your white noise goes on if you're using a sound machine, then the lights go out. And that's a great naptime routine. A bedtime routine is going to be just a little more involved. And there's a couple of things that are going to help your child understand that this one's a bit different. So I like a bath. I like a bath every night as the best cue that you can give your child that something is changing, that we are now transitioning from daytime to nighttime. There's some controversy around the bath for newborns. Certainly you should wait a day or so at least, and you can ask your doctor for more advice on that after your baby's born before you bathe them. But after that, a bath I think kind of gets a bad rap because people assume we're using soap and bubble bath and things that are gonna dry your baby's skin out every single night. I don't recommend that. Just a quick little splash around in some warm water most of the time is fine. But if you do even just a little splash around in the warm water without any soap or bubble bath that could dry your child's skin out, if you do that splash around every night as the start of a good little 40 minute bedtime routine, then we're going to start to signal to your child that this thing, this crazy water thing that we're doing right now, always means the big long sleep in your crib is quickly approaching and your child will start to recognize that and your child will love that because babies like to know what's coming up next so a bath a massage if you want to do a massage we have another podcast episode about advice on baby massage you can check that out pajamas and again the swaddle or the sleep sack and we're going to do a feed at bedtime Earlier, I mentioned that we always feed when baby wakes up for the day or when they wake up from their nap, but we don't feed at nap time to sort of avoid that feed sleep association and make sure your baby is getting all those big efficient feeds in the day. But I do always throw in a bedtime feed, of course, at this age, because we want to make sure that your newborn's tummy is topped up for the night. It doesn't mean your newborn's going to go through the night without more feeds. They certainly are, but best to start the night with that nice full tummy to let your baby get as much sleep as they can before they wake up and need another feed. So we'll do the feed as part of the bedtime routine, then a little short story and a little song to sort of break up the feed from when your child goes into the crib, again, trying to avoid that feed sleep association. And when you're doing the feed, you're really trying to keep your child awake. I know that's really tough as a newborn. I have been the parent of a newborn and I know it's so easy for them to fall asleep on a feed, but the more you can keep them awake on the feed, the more likely they are to have a proper efficient feed rather than just being so tired that they fall asleep and then they wake up soon after because they didn't get enough to eat. So try to keep your baby awake on the feed, do the short story in the song, your little key sleep phrase that we just talked about, and then into the crib awake. So doing the same things every night at bedtime, again, this is going to help your little one begin to become more comfortable and familiar with the process. The most important thing is your baby doesn't fall asleep during the routine and goes into the crib awake if our goal is to start to develop some independent sleep habits, but more ideally is at least just that feed. If we can try to keep baby awake on that feed so they get those proper calories, that's really what we're looking for. Overview, day-night confusion. How are we going to avoid this with your newborn? Encourage full feeds during the day. Wake, feed, play, sleep. Try to avoid your baby falling asleep on the feed when you can. Really don't stress about this too much if it happens and when it happens. 
I am a mom before I'm anything else. And I'm a realistic mom who knows that babies fall asleep in people's arms and newborns fall asleep on the breast and on the bottle all the time. But the more conscious you can be of working on that and trying to get them to stay awake on the feed, generally the better a feed they're going to have. And that can help with them getting better sleep at night because they're getting all those great calories in the day or a lot of their great calories in the day. So focus on those encouraging those full feeds, those wake windows of 45 to 60 minutes. We want to consider the 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night that we talked about. Again, it's approximate. This isn't, you know, a schedule by the clock. It's approximately 12 hours of day, approximately 12 hours of night. But keeping in mind that that nighttime stays dark and quiet and consistent. And then daytime is when you have chatter and play and light is really what's going to help you avoid that day-night confusion. And then implementing some great nap time and bedtime routines to help your baby understand the sleep that's coming up next. I hope that's helpful. Those are my top tips for avoiding that day-night confusion. If you haven't had your baby yet and you're listening to this podcast because you're expecting, then I hope this is something you can implement right from day one. If you're already in the thick of it with your newborn and this is something you've been struggling with, then I hope these tips are something you can start to put in place to get yourselves as adults some more overnight sleep and get that for your baby too. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.